Welcome to Brazil Murder, where we do not do science. Because I am not good. Why do I studied relativity when I took a modern? We're doing FBI Most Wanted. Pan. That should be your new catchphrase. I am not wise, but I'm battle. Kelly, what do we you think? Keep playing. I'm, like, I'm not with... playing anything. Like what? What's going on right now? Stop. And battle, and battle is about. This is some youngster talk. Yeah, he's on the land. <laughs> Um, and then she went from California to WhatsApp. Three, two, one. I didn't even see Robert clap. He nope. did it so fast. <laughs> Just I thought he did it pretty slow, but... <laughs> the speed is relative. Time is relative? Time I don't relative. do science. Welcome to Brazil Murder, where we do not do science. Because I am not good. Why do you? I studied relativity when I took a modern physics course. I failed my physics class because I hated my teacher. And I just refused to absorb any knowledge from middle high school. I will walk in there and just be like, no. I don't wait, like that. Way, way to win that situation. Hey, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now, Mr. Banton? <laughs> But yeah, so welcome to Bros of Murder. This episode, we're doing FBI Most Wanted. And we are also a podcast that covers true crime cases of color and gives you music because I have good taste. I almost Work. forgot it. <laughs> Wait, did you say Bros of Murder? Yeah. Did I? Yes. I don't know. We're Bros of Murder, by the we are, way. We got we are it. Bros of Murder. <laughs> yeah, there at some it. point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll squeeze, I'll squeeze um, you don't know what you're listening to at this point. Yeah, that, you figured it out. Just check your Spotify real quick. Check your pantries. Wait, so, why pantries? Uh, it was, uh, like pan trees? No, there was pan a, trees? A, there's a video of a news reporter who uh, the line was supposed to be check your pantries. And he said, so check your panties. Check your panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love news bloopers. They're so wholesome. I can never have that job. I curse too much. So Battle, do you want to... Uh, Lead us in. Sure. Why, why, Mr. Wise Man. I'm not very wise, but I am battle. Hey, everyone. <laughs> how are you doing? That should, that should be your new catchphrase. I am not wise, but I am battle. So, like Andre said, to, I'm so sorry. I'm about to say, what the such fuck an is attitude. That? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to cover. We're going to do cases from... Did you hear my dog? Yes. Yeah, he he's an crazy. asshole. There's nothing to bark at right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's no, fine. Why? I'm going to leave that in. I could hear I could hear Melinda saying, Chaos, stop. Well, but well, to name like Chaos, what do you expect? I mean. And he has three legs. He's ridiculous. I, I guarantee if I walk down there right now, he is barking from his kennel. <laughs> like he's just laying there barking Release me, because father. he really just doesn't want to get up. His door is open. He will bark and he's just laying down. He just hears something and he's like, ah, there's maybe something there. Let me bark. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, today we're going to cover cases on most wanted people. And by the way, I have some cool information about the FBI's most wanted fugitive list. Did you know, it's just going to be a did you know corner. Did you know that the FBI's most wanted fugitive list has been around since March of 1950. Oh shit! Not us being relevant. <laughs> Look at us coming up on an anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh yeah. That is. Cool. Oh. 
March of 1950. That wasn't even planned. Man, I'm good. Fuck. Yeah, you are good. So, according to the FBI.gov, since this fugitive list has been around so long, well, I guess for a relative amount of time. I mean, longer than we've been alive, so. (laughs) There have been 526 different people on this list, and only 491 of them have been captured. So, one thing I did find that was interesting, this is off of my little thing that I wrote out, there have only been 10 women on the most wanted list. Really? That's pretty impressive. Women don't do crimes as much as men do, because we're, you know... I, I think they just don't get caught. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they certainly don't do it at, like by a factor of 500. <laughs> so what do you think, Kelly? Could you imagine if we we're like that? Every time we brought up women, I'm like, so Kelly, what do <laughs> you just think? staring at Kelly. Aw, Kelly? Well, would you mind speaking from the perspective of a woman? So gentle and, like, <laughs> cool and shit. And we're smarter than men, so. What have I, what have I done? I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. But yes, have a heart attack early about it. I think women are a lot more cool, calm and collected in my opinion. Like I can go from zero to 100 quick because I'm a drama queen. I have a fun fact actually about what? So like there's the whole stereotype that like women are like irrational and shit when we're on our periods. Um, that is actually the point in our cycles where we have the highest amount of testosterone and are most <laughs> like men <laughs> during our periods. Incredible. I like that. <laughs> That's why, like, sometimes Melinda, like, squares up to me. I'm just like, whoa. Her, is she taller than well, you, too? <laughs> she is taller. <laughs> Like, keep Fight. playing. Keep playing. I'm just Fight like, I'm up not playing you. anything. Like, what? What's going on right now? <laughs> Stop. And, battle, and battle just comes to her nose. He's like, please stop. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Come on. Come down here. Hey, come on. <laughs> so one thing that I was trying to un- like trying to figure out was how people get added to this fugitive list. I, is it? J- I, I always thought, oh, it's just some random people that have done a lot of bad things. But no, there's more that goes into it than just like, oh, this person has done a lot of like heinous crimes, which that is a factor of it. So... According to their website, again, the Criminal Investigation Division, they asked for a list of candidates from different field offices to go on this list. I think it's like 56 field offices or something like that. And once they have like their nominations from like the different field offices, they get forwarded to the FBI executive management for final approval. Each individual has to meet certain criteria, which includes having a lengthy record of serious crimes, particularly ones that are dangerous to society. Not only that, but this list or these people on the list are also put on there if they think, if they, meaning the FBI or whatever government agency, feel like that having that much publicity will help apprehend this person or these people so that's why they do it so like if they think that if this is a high enough target if enough people see it they'll find these people oh wow i thought i don't know in my head i thought it was like you could just submit someone in <laughs> so <laughs> <No>. he wants <laughs> they have to definitely be like terrible people or taking fan submissions people. 
I'm, I've been putting in my neighbors in. Your kids is too loud. I hope someone <laughs> finds you. <laughs> this one is, for me, was kind of questionable. I was just curious on how this one made it, but maybe because there's certain ties to it. But my case is about Arnaldo Jimenez, and he has been a part of the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list since May 8th of 2019. So Arnaldo was born February 19th, 1982 in Texas, where he eventually relocated to Illinois, where he met his wife, Estrella Carrera. However, they were not married for very long. And when I say very long, it was probably 12 hours max. Yes, just wait. Britney Spears marriage. How about <laughs> Britney Spears <laughs> I was going to say Kim K in our first marriage. I bet that was like well, 72 hours. <laughs> yeah, she, she wasn't, they weren't married very long. They did have two children. One. Within that kid, 12 hours? No. Wait. They, I think they had been a long, they'd been together a while, but mm. Estrella had a kid from a previous relationship and they also had one kid together. So fast forward a little bit. May 11th of 2012, Estrella and Arnaldo tied the knot. They got married. And, you know, typically for weddings and wedding days, these are usually looked at as beautiful and intimate days for fem family, friends, and mostly the couple. This is a celebration of starting anew with someone that you love. Aw. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> however, this wasn't the case for Estrella and Arnaldo. After their wedding, they had dinner with family and friends, celebrating their new life together. After dinner, dinner was finished, they went out to have some fun with friends. They went to like clubs and nightclubs, nightclubs and things like that. They danced and partied the whole night, and things seemed to be going well, or so everyone around them thought. That's how those cr true crime dun, documentaries dun, dun. go. Yeah. And this is because at 4 a.m., the day after their wedding, they finally need leave the nightclub. So that's May 12th, because they got married May 11th. So according to the FBI, after a night of partying and being newlyweds, it had assumed that they got in a very heated argument with each other on the way home. And they did so like in Arnaldo's car, which is key. And this is where things get a little murky because we don't know exactly what happened next, but we do know that something happened because Estrella never picked up their children that day. So May 12th, she never picked them up. And of course, that raised some eyebrows for a lot of people. And naturally, her family reported her missing by May 13th. So they go and do a welfare check. Comes to find out that once they got into Estrella's house, Estrella was in her bathtub and she was stabbed multiple times and she was still wearing the dress that she wore at her wedding, which Shit. some reports say that she was in a silver like sequins dress and she was in that. So naturally the first person of interest is Arnaldo, the spouse, and he was nowhere to be found, meaning that the last time anyone saw him was at the nightclub where they were with their friends. So by May 15th, they had charged Arnaldo with first degree murder and he was charged. He was, and an, and a warrant was also issued for his arrest. A couple of days later on May 17th, a federal warrant was issued for his arrest because 
He was also charged with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. So what happened to Arnaldo? Different detective agencies started tracking Arnaldo, and it was determined that he used his phone in Chicago, which was about 30 minutes away from where they lived in Burbank, Illinois. They also found that he used his phone in southern Illinois, later in Memphis, Tennessee, and then in Arkansas. So clearly he was on the run. Backtrack a little bit on May on May 13th. So these phone calls were made within a couple of days because on May 13th, he had made calls from Houston, which means that he was getting closer to the Mexican border. And later that same day, he made a call from Hidalgo, Mexico. So he made it across the border. And ever since then, no one has heard from him or seen him. So we'll fast forward a few months to September of 2012 that year. A possible lead was found out by detectives as they arrested his brother, Humberto Jimenez, because of drug charges. I assume his last name was Jimenez because they're brothers. However, they could be brothers, but then have different last names. So sorry about that. So his brother, Humberto. And this was because of drug charges. While they were searching for different things on Humberto's property, they discovered Arnaldo's vehicle. And guess what they find in his vehicle? Money. No, they find blood and a lot of blood in the vehicle. And the investigators believe that the night that Estrella was murdered, she was murdered in his vehicle and then dragged inside of their house where she was placed inside the bathtub. They believe that his brother Umberto was the one who actually drove him to Mexico and left him and brought his property back or brought wait, wait, his wait, car wait. back. Is it living a Umberto? So wait, he, Umberto didn't like help kill her. He just helped let like, get him to escape. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They, he helped him like flee the country. So sequence of events: he killed her in his car, then brought her in the hotel and put her in the bathtub. No, he killed. He killed her. In his car on the way home from the nightclub, took her body and drug her up to the apartment in which they lived and then placed her in the bathtub. So he drug all that stuff up to you. And no one saw that? I guess not. It was like 4 a.m. in the morning. Left a trail of blood or something. Hmm. He might might have used like a tarp or something or cleaned something up because there was no... I didn't see anything on the crime scene investigation. I think because he is on the top 10 fugitive list right. they might omit like a lot of stuff to Try hide to some details yeah. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. yeah so to this day they still have not found arnaldo but they do believe that he's hiding in durango mexico in a specific area of santiago papa securio investigators believe that he could also be hiding in reynosa Tampalupias, which are different areas in Mexico, and that's my case. So, are they looking for his brother too, or they had they arrested his yeah. brother for drug charges, but they didn't say anything else about Umberto. Other than that, like, he may be an convicted. He's definitely with family down there. Do we need to a big allegedly, allegedly, allegedly across this entire episode? Because my person also has not technically been convicted. Yeah. So disclaimer, allegedly. <laughs> well, I on on Unless the FBI website, charges. 
they have said what they've been charged with. Like, yeah. They so if there, if, they, if, there, if there are so actual they, charges, you don't have to say allegedly. But if it's alleged, so well, we can say they have been charged with the crime. But I don't know if we can say that they did the crime. Right. Yeah. It's it's just it's just it's just okay. a charge. So right. yeah, it hasn't been proven in court of law. I think it's implied that like yeah, these probably these people probably did do it, especially if they're on the run. Yeah, but for legal purposes, alleged is the umbrella. <laughs> right. Uh, cool. Okay, so my case is very frustrating. And now, a message from our sponsors. So, my uh, person is Gerardo Beltran, who was a Catholic priest in the Sacramento area in the 80s, 90s, early, early 90s. So, he is on the FBI's most wanted list for a federal warrant was issued unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. That is why he's on the list. He, as a Catholic priest, has 18, or 17 different children that have come forward uh, oh, varying degrees of sexual assault and rape. Why is all that is not why he's on the list, though. He is on the list for fleeing. So he was charged with two different victims that came forward in the late 80s. And in 92, he fled to Mexico. And How many uh, total victims were there? 17 have come forward with what... And that's what the diocese of Sacramento said are credible accounts. So there may be more people who just haven't come forward. That's their their list, because, of course, they have a whole page about him. And, like, I think, you know, they're going to be paying out lots and lots of money over time as a result of this. Um, but, all, all that also crowdfunding money. Yeah. The, the Catholic Church knew about this when he was charged and when he fled, but he did not lose his uh, frock or his priestship um, until 2008. So he continued to practice as a priest in Mexico and continued to assault people. We know that he also assaulted children in Mexico and was brought in on charges for that. However, there was a plan to extradite him back to the United States. The Mexican government decided that Due to the statute of limitations on those sex crimes in the U.S., he could not be extradited. So they released him. Hmm. Uh, um, that's a hill I want to die on. Right? <laughs> Come on, Mexico. <laughs> so there's there's lots of speculation of like, okay, was this like a bribery thing, or like how how what happened here? And also, why did the Catholic Church wait till you know 2008 to officially? Uh, have a papal decree tell him that he is no longer a priest when they knew about the abuse and they've actively been trying to get him back into the U.S. to be brought up on charges. Because if he, if they would have just immediately taken away his status as a priest, he wouldn't have been able to go then be a priest in Mexico and harm more people. So he is still on the lam. Also, during the prep for this episode... I found out that lamb, L-A-M, is its own word, like, separate from the animal. I, I like, had always what? heard the expression, what? like, on the lamb. Know. 
And I always just thought, that, like, oh, there's probably, like, some weird old-timey expression, like you were, like, riding a lamb out of town or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I've lamb means to, like... Before. I haven't either. Yeah. On the lamb? No, yeah, heard... I've never heard that phrasing. No. It's but a it's a, it's a Yeah, it's an old phrasing. But yeah, I, but I didn't we're know... Both, we're both old. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is some youngster talk. Yeah, he's on the lamb, you see? Right. <laughs> see, like, in my head, like, Robert, I thought the same thing, but I thought it was like, you're, you're like, in a carriage getting drawn by a lamb. Yeah, <laughs> or like, something like that. Like, some no, village. lamb means to flee, and on the lamb means you're running away from the law. Um, so, yeah, that, what kind of bothered me the most is when I, I was just reading through The Most Wanted, um, and I found this guy, and he was, like, wearing a Catholic priest collar. I'm like, okay, so I, I have a reasonable suspicion about what this might be. And I started reading it, and then I got to the bottom and just said, oh, uh, wanted for fleeing. And I'm like, well, why didn't you bring it up? What, like, why isn't he on the list for all of these, like, sex crimes and stuff? Yeah. Which, like, all of it just is very strange, and I don't understand, you know, why it's formatted that way. Why is there a statute of limitations regarding sex crimes against children? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. And just rape in general. Why the process yeah, okay, of like removing someone from the priesthood took like six years. So well, depending you on know, the state, I mean, the, some, the diocese has a rich history of uh, you know sticking up for priests who touch people, little children. It's like you'd think they'd be down for yeah. like harm reduction, and like, just like let's sweep oh. everything under the rug. No, we gotta protect our reputation and pay off all these kids. Yeah. Sorry for the interruption. Are you frozen? Yeah. Oh, I can hear you, I hear but him. I can't. You I can frozen. see. I can see you. He's moving. You can hear me. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I hope it's not me. Uh, but yeah, that is Gerardo Beltran. Um, and if you know anyone who is, you know, in Sacramento at St. Dominic or St. Joseph or St. Anthony, that, you know, there are still resources That's out there. So there's an, I have an anti shout out for the California Catholic Daily did a write up on this case. Um, and they titled the write-up Tough to Swallow, and I think that's gross and distasteful. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? Yeah. See? Ew. The headline, that headline wasn't <laughs> worth it. You know, whoever, whatever journalist made that up was like, oh, this, this is a banger. And this it's from a Catholic, like, newspaper. That's not very Christ-like. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Whole, whole things about sex crimes. I mean, they did crucify people and go and like, on like, you know what are those things called? Crusades, those pilgrimages, and crusades. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people died in the name of Christ. You hear that? Catholics were coming for you. No, we're not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Wow, that, you just threw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Can you grab a pitchfork with me? <laughs> Man, that's oh, the Mickey Mouse of religion, dude. They'll come for you. You gotta watch out. I concur. Oh, nice. Robert, cool. Um, who's next? Because <laughs> I heard absolutely nothing you said, Robert. I'm sorry. I heard something about Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean. Why am I even like, here? Like, at all. 
When you don't move or talk, like you, you're like I can tell that you're moving, and it's like live. As soon as you start talking, it's just you like just freeze up. Mm-hmm. So just what sit there and look. You. <laughs> can you guys okay, hear? Me? That works. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Well, adios." I can See, hear like, you. Maybe fine if when I'm you do like that. streaming less content, I'll be in it. Like less mm. information. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe change your uh, your frame rate. Yeah, I mean, nothing I can really do about yeah, the graphics card. But, but so, uh, Kelly, you want to lead us into yours because ours are like intertwined. They're oh, sisters, okay. but not twins. Some might say. Yeah, like my eyebrows. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. All right. I could microblade them for you. Please do. I would love that. No, I can't microblade. If that means Uh do a lot of little cuts. Yeah. Basically a tattoo. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just like a semi-permanent tattoo on your eyebrows. Okay, so um, I covered, uh, or I'm covering Asada Shakur, um, who was put on the list. I'm not sure because I saw two different things, either in 2005 or... 2013 somewhere um but the the weird thing is is like she's not on the 10 like top 10 like fugitives period she's on the top 10 terrorists list for the fbi um Hmm. which i also find like (laughs) i don't know hmm? i don't know i don't know if terrorists was the right category for her yeah, and it's, like, a weird... Well, I understand... Well, not that I'm, like... It's not justified, but I know... I kind of see why they put her on the terrorist list because of the way that they treated a lot of the people, like, in the Black Panthers and stuff like it's that. the whole thing. Yeah, it's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she she was originally a member of the Black Panther Party, um, and then she went from California to New York uh, and to like start I guess a chapter there but she didn't really like how I guess macho the men would act and then they also didn't make a, a good emphasis on educating about black history like a, a lot of the members didn't know about like Harriet Tubman and different major uh historical figures so she started she joined the black liberation army in how you not know about Harriet Tubman <laughs> The way that our history is taught in schools, I don't know. I mean, it's not that surprising, especially it's, back then. It's like a little Dicky song where he's like, this bitch don't know about Pangea. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because think about, too, like, how much closer they were. Like, I mean, she be seven, so, like, in the 50s. Like, it's not that far away from the yeah. Civil War. Um, But... What happened was um, she was convicted of murder in addition to six assault charges in 1977. She had actually been charged with eight crimes, two charges of murder, and then the six assault charges um, after an altercation at a traffic stop that took place in 1973. So um, she was driving along the New Jersey Turnpike with two other members mm-hmm. of the Black Liberation Army. It was um, Sundiata Acola, I think, Acoli, and um, 
Zane Shakur, but they of no relation to each other. Yeah, Shakur is more just like uh, they, they. A lot of people call themselves Shakur. Yeah, which is weird. Um, but she is Tupac's godmother and step aunt, so they oh, are shit. like related in a manner of speaking, not like biologically, but they get pulled over in a car on the turnpike driving south, and for. For slightly speeding and having a taillight out. And it's weird because, like, of the different accounts that I've seen, like, no one actually says, like, what exactly happened or, like, how it how it turned into, like, a, you know, gunfight, essentially. Uh, or, you know. But one trooper and then one of the, mem- the BLA members ended up dead and... Asada had been shot, I think, three or four times. And then she was... Yeah, she was she was charged with both murders of her, like, fellow BLA member and the trooper. But she, the her charges were dismissed for her friend. She actually escaped from prison in 1979... Which, the the interesting thing, though, too, about her getting charged or uh, being convicted of all those charges is an expert witness in the trial said that to sustain the injury she did from the shootout, she would have had to have been shot with both hands in the air. Uh, one shot severed a major arter- or major nerve in her arm that would have left her unable to shoot um, because it, it left her arm paralyzed for, like, until she recovered. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she was still convicted of murder on the basis of aiding and abetting, which in my opinion, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but it doesn't make sense to me. Cause like, usually when that stuff happens, like when you're charged with being there, you're, it's already in the commission of a crime. Like if you're the getaway driver for a robbery, yeah. but like they mm-hmm. weren't committing a crime other than speeding, I guess. Um... Oh, and she was, I'm sure you'll be very surprised to learn, convicted by an all-white jury. Ain't nobody a surprise. <laughs> of your parents, you know? hmm But, yes. So, um, she, yeah, she escaped in 79 and then flew to the Bahamas in, in 1980 and has been in Cuba since 1984. And, yeah, she's... Um, I get, they tried to extradite her a few times, but mm-hmm. obviously she's still there now and wrote an autobiography as well. Now, my case kind of coincides with <laughs> Kelly's because uh, my person helped her person escape from prison. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's some, <laughs> some cross streams. So now, my case is about hip hop activists that fled, also fled to Cuba after a bank heist gone wrong or right depending on how you look at it so that mine's about sherry dalton who was born in new york in 1950 she was an american hip-hop activist a black revolutionary and now a fugitive her activism work started out when she was young at like the age of 10 she was a tenant organizer so she's always been very ingrained in like the community and black causes and she I mean, she was very smart too. 
She graduated from Columbia University in 1972 and worked at a methadone clinic in Harlem. And then at a Lincoln Detox Center, uh, she worked there. It was like experimental rehab stuff. Real like woo-woo crystal healing type of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> when it came to addictions. Uh, she also worked with the National Black Human Rights Coalition. And after helping you know people deal with addictions in that one facility, she moved to a different facility where she worked as an acupuncture. And this is where she met... But Tula Shakur, who is also a black revolutionary. Now, Tula Shakur is an American activist and a former member of the Black Liberation Army. And I'm going to have to dive into this at some point later because this whole thing, (laughs) it's wild and there's a lot of moving pieces to it. But I'll just kind of give a little bit of context for her involvement. Now, Sherry helped. How do you say the name again, Kelly? Asada Shakur. Her. <laughs> she helped her in 1979 escape from prison. Uh, she's also wanted for a string of robberies, including the robbery robbing of a Brinks armed vehicle in New York. So now Sherry was a part of that robbery, but she was only she didn't do any shooting. She was a driver, basically one of the drivers. And after fleeing, she went underground and just kind of hit out for a while. And apparently they stole $1.6 million in cash from that Brinks armed vehicle. So this was like a big heist. And like you said, uh, two guards and three officers were wounded in that whole shootout. However, some sources say that the two, the two police officers, only two police officers were wounded and uh, only one guard was killed. There's kind of a lot of conflicting information about like exactly what happened and who was hurt and who wasn't. Uh, Sherry was wanted for her involvement. Uh, she was wanted for obstruction of, just, uh, uh, obstruction of justice, uh, bank robbery, assistance in bank killing, and aiding and abetting. Uh, she's been on the run for 36 years and is believed to be in Cuba. She's believed to be in Havana and has been there since the 90s. She still, to this day, writes rap music about activism. And she was given an award as a Cuban hip-hop artist. And she had... You know, she talked about and advised about African-American history, poetry, and world politics. And the FBI is still offering $100,000 for any information leading to her arrest. But she's been underground in Cuba since the 90s. So you're probably never going to find her. But it's just like, it it just touches on this insane bank heist that I do want to cover at some point. Because it's like something out of a movie. But in a nutshell, she just wanted for being there and assisting. There's nothing saying that she actually shot or harmed any of the people involved. She was more just there with her, you know, she got involved with some people who did some shit. That's my case. A lot of the stuff that's around, like, the Black Panthers or, like, the Black Liberation Movement whenever they end up on things like the FBI's most wanted list, it makes me think that, like, this is more just politically motivated. Like, did they commit crimes? Yes, absolutely. But not every bank robber or not every person who is, you know, associated with a murder ends up on the FBI's most wanted list. Like, to be in the room that made that decision and, like, hear that discussion would be very interesting. Because I know the whole thing with, like, at least, like, with Asada and, um... Seems wrong. Fred Hampton and all them is that, like, they're, like, listed in the whole COINTELPRO thing. 
as like people of interest even before. It, it's it, it's very sus because <laughs> oh, all, all, sure. there are all, uh, a few other like black uh, what's that what's that organization called like the Black Liberation Army. A lot of those people are on the FBI list as terrorists, and it just seems very pointed. <laughs> Mm. 100%. Yeah, no, that that can't was can't have the, anybody challenging the status quo, you know. Especially the black and brown ones. How dare they? <laughs> know your place. But you know, that was our FBI most wanted episode. I digged it. But we learned some shit today. I learned what lamb is and that it yes. didn't mean actual lamb. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean I I went a long time without knowing that. <laughs> Like, we've all been, like, into true crime for a minute. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really didn't know Lamb was the same word. I feel dumb now. But, uh, you have anything to plug, Robert? Nothing? No merch? Nothing. Uh, yes, we're going to have merch, actually, this weekend. We hopefully get the shirts in. But I don't think we're selling any of it digitally. You have to actually come to one of our shows. Um, I shows he means the band Freddy versus. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yes, I'm. I'm in a band. Uh, you still haven't told me what you on did. Spotify. Do you're just like, oh uh, well, and then we just change the subject. He really talks about. Yeah, it. exactly. What? I can't. It's a secret. <laughs> I really. Once, once we stop recording, I'll fill you in. <laughs> good. FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> He's a terrorist. Yo, that'd be some pretty serious cred for the podcast, though. Uh, yeah, a, a living terrorist on a podcast. Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be insane. We can get some exclusive interviews. <laughs> Just start hitting up everyone else on the list. Hey, Yo, who, list who, who neighbor, <laughs> my number's just below yours. Happy on WhatsApp. <laughs> What's your kick? <laughs> What's your kick? But yeah, that was the episode. Uh, I have nothing else to plug. Do I? No, I don't. Check out the social medias. Uh, check out the Spotify playlists to enjoy the music and enjoy the music coming up. Cause it's from the homies. Ooh. 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 We, we loved it. The uh, how if it was a chew five gum? <laughs> yeah. Time now for your latest weather forecast.
Give her plenty 